Happy Friday, Seattle hockey fans. On this episode of Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about the team logo leaks for the Vegas Golden Knights and, yes, our very own Seattle Kraken, what that means for the Winter Classic. We're also going to give you Firebirds Fridays. That's right. We have some updates from our AHL team. And then, finally, something not directly related to the Seattle Kraken, but certainly in the news cycle in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to talk about the Pac-12, that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. And no, I am not going to read your fortune. Uh, I have a fly in my apartment, and uh, I thought maybe burning some incense would help me get rid of it, but the smoke is a lot. All right, moving it over there. Anyway, thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination, everydayers. That's right. I'm going to start using that more and more. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. I am these days a contributor to CBS Sports Network on their digital platforms. I will also uh, be writing about women's basketball at WNBA College and the National Hockey League over at CBS. Previously, I wrote for Forbes, uh, the New York Times, a bunch of other places, including with the Seattle Kraken before they were called the Seattle Kraken. So uh, I know a thing or two about this sports thing, and I am so excited to be here for a Friday episode where we're going to talk about a leak. Now, this was a few days ago that um, a site called Sinbin, um, and oh, how cheeky, how fun of a name uh, of, a, of a website called Sinbin that covers, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. For those who maybe are listening for the first time, I'm sure hockey fans know that the Winter Classic will be hosted by the Seattle Kraken right next to where the OL Rain play adjacent maybe is better and right in the home of the Seattle Mariners. That's right. T-Mobile Park is going to host the Winter Classic. Now, just so you know, I'm going to center myself up here. That's the Winter Classic logo. We've broken this down on another episode as we march closer to the Winter Classic. We'll probably talk about this again, but um, that's the Winter Classic logo for you. I think it's clean. I think it's giving me very NHL vibes because it's the NHL brand. But as you know, for every Winter Classic, each team will have a special jersey design. And a lot of people are trying to figure out what the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights are going to do because they are the two youngest teams who don't have that storied history. Well, Vegas does not have that storied history because the Seattle Kraken are now a part of the Pacific Northwest hockey community. And we have talked on this show about the history of hockey in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Seattle. And according to Sinbin, 
the time may have come, folks, for us to get an homage to the Seattle Metropolitans. I've got my New York Metropolitans gear up here on the top shelf, and I'm going to have to add some stuff perhaps. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's take you over. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to do my shared screen here. If you are listening on audio, I will do my best to explain this. Just a disclaimer. I do not know. Uh, this is just reported as a leaked logo. Although I mean, you know, it probably is. Um, but this is Sinbin First look, Golden Knights Winter Classic new logo and font. And the font for the Vegas logo is really interesting and also a little bit of history. I was just in Vegas for the WNBA All-Star Weekend and everybody was talking, of course, about the Tropicana. Now, the Tropicana is one of those OG casinos in Las Vegas. There's only a handful of them. And, um, but it is an OG, it's an OG casino, but on the new strip, because the Vegas strip actually used to go in a different direction, in a different location. Anyway, the point of me saying that is that, and again, we'll get to the Kraken logo in a minute, but um, the Vegas logo, apparently the font, particularly if you can see it, and again, it's really wonky, but that Vegas on the side, on the left side, is reminiscent of the font for the um the the casino the flamingo or excuse me the flamingo the tropicana but the deal about the tropicana is that's where the new baseball stadium is going to go so the tropicana that whole property is going to be but what do we think about this logo the kraken s it has the red it is the the modern kraken s and i'll tell you what i mean by that in a minute but it's it's in the color scheme of the seattle metropolitans now there is a, a slight difference and um we'll see it here there goes our guy mr Laiwiki, and mr kim now this is a really interesting article um it's from a few years ago but how uh, a man from south korea originally made his home in washington actually owns the rights to not only the seattle logo which you see here but also he owns the wordmark as well paul kim and so this is from 2018 and i'll tell you i'm bringing that up in a minute but okay first look again from sin bin clean hat snap back the kraken that's on the left side remember i talked about the the um Tropicana kind of font. The Kraken, and it's a little clunky, so I kind of hope this isn't the final mock-up, but this is in on the S and on the side. It's in the kind of style of this jersey right here. I mean, this one's kind of clunky as well, so there you go. But um, interesting, interesting, but you can see the distinct uh, green is missing from here, but um you know, it's the, it's the Seattle S it's that, uh, it's that logo there that Paul Kim owns. So what are your thoughts, Kraken fans? I know a lot of people have been waiting for the Seattle Metropolitans to be honored in some way by the Seattle Kraken. And it looks like it might be this coming winter classic that's happening in Seattle. 
I, for one, love the idea of paying homage. I know that, uh, you know, the Lywicki brothers have talked about it and they kind of said and have alluded to they were waiting on something special. People have been kind of speculating if that meant winter classic special. Did that mean playoffs special? Did that mean Stanley cup final special? So I guess we'll see, but honestly the winter classic is, is supposed to be a throwback to history. So if these are the logos, if these are the logos, I like it because again, I think in Vegas, if this is going to be the logo to the, I might even get this because again, that, Casino is being torn down. So let me show it again. Um, I don't know. And again, you can read the article. I kind of skimmed it. But that's kind of clean. That's super OG Vegas. And so while the team is brand new, I like this throwback. I can't read what that says. This is a very blurry mock-up. And then on the right side, both teams will have the Winter Classic logo, which I showed you earlier. But um I also kind of like this speckled thing that they're doing here. I don't know if it's intentional. It looks like it's intentional because it's only on the Kraken one. Um, so I think I think we can make that work. I'm very curious to see what the final design is, but I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with I'm with the stuff. Um I'm with the stuff. So uh, we'll see. Great job, Sinbin. I know another, a few other places have talked about it, but I wanted to kick us off on our Friday episode talking about that news. I mean, you know, it's far from book talk, but uh, <laughs> still something local. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's go to our Firebird Fridays. We're going to pick that back up, hopefully stick to it this time. But uh, Firebird Fridays, so I want to give you some news that's in the goings-on, if you will, in what's happening in uh, the Firebirds camp. Great article by Ryan S. Clark. I mentioned that earlier in the week for the everydayers. You heard me kind of drop that bomb. So he wrote an article about Jessica Campbell that I want to just recap. We have some signings or a signing as well as AHL awards season and the Firebirds got an award. Let's talk about it coming up on Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by FanDuel. And uh, we want to let you know that you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball with FanDuel. And when you do so, you will get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets to use on FanDuel. That's whether you win your first bet or if you lose your first bet. All of that on an app that is safe, it is secure, it is easy to use, and when you win, you get paid instantly. Moolah in the account right away. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on. On FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Some of you make it your first listen. Some of you make it your last listen. Either way, we're just glad you are listening. Again, we are moving on up when it comes to our subscriber count on YouTube. So, 
Help us out. Let's get to a thousand by November. That's what we want to do is do it by November so that we are good to go for the winter classic. Going to see me fresh in whatever the logo is going to be for the Seattle Kraken. I'm really, 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 really excited. Okay. Let's talk about some things when it comes to our AHL team, the Firebirds. Now we know that the Firebirds came up just short and I mean, just if you were watching those, those, uh, that last watch party, I was pretty fired up if you will but not in a good way i was really disappointed with how this the firebirds played both the seattle kraken and the coachella valley firebirds i honestly think were dog tired and of course every team is tired in the playoffs and you have to fight through so is it a level is it conditioning is it the dog in us? Do we have that dog in us? If we get an x-ray, do we have enough dog in us? I don't know. I have questions. Is it both at the same time? Either way, got that experience. Now it's time to make good on our next opportunity because nothing is promised. You hear athletes say all the time that you can't take any playoff run, especially if you get all the way to the championship for granted, because it is hard. It is hard to get to a final. It is hard to win a final. And it is hard to get back once you've gotten a taste. And once you get a taste, that's all you want is to get back. So I'm very curious to see in particular how the Firebirds go about that. And to that point, they announced that they signed Jacob Hayhurst. So let's look a little into uh, this deal here. I'm going to read from the email that was sent to us. This is uh, the press release. Coachella Valley signs new forward for upcoming season. The Coachella Valley Firebirds, proud affiliate of the National Hockey League Seattle Kraken, announced today that forward Jacob Hayhurst has signed to an an AHL contract in the 2023-24 season. 26-year-old recorded six points in 24 games in the AHL with the Springfield Thunderbirds. And um, prior to joining the pro ranks, he played three seasons at RPI in Troy, New York, before transferring to the University of Michigan his senior year. So we've got more Michigan blood in the pipeline. Originally from Mississauga, Ontario, the Nate, uh, he played one season in the U.S. Hockey League for the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders. So um, it was mentioned in the press release, but just so you can get a little bit of a glimpse, Jacob Hayhurst, um, you know, he had a decent a decent run in the ECHL, but if you take a look at elite prospects here, uh, you can see some of the places that he's played for Michigan, 36 games played eight goals, seven assists in that 2019, 2020 season. Uh, so there you go. Um, and, uh, you see that he, went to Springfield and Hartford on loan before have, uh, landing the 2022-23 season with Springfield and the uh, it's Worcester. I almost said Worcester, but I know better. The Worcester Railers. Now, he played 25 games in the ECHL, 10 goals, 12 assists at that level, 24 games for the Thunderbirds in the AHL, two goals, four assists 
for six points. So very curious to see what he's able to do. And I think it's smart for the Coachella Valley Firebirds to start uh, loading up. Oh, sorry. Hello, eBay. I think it's smart for them to start loading up because I do think there's a good chance that we'll have, I mean, I think we could have maybe two, three guys, maybe two forwards, one D that spend a significant time with the Seattle Kraken. So I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. Um, Another thing regarding the Coachella Valley Firebirds, and it's, like I said, award season, but um, the AHL held its uh, annual awards gala in uh, Milton Head Thursday of last week. And um, last week or the week before? In July. <laughs> and the Coachella Valley Firebirds won a President's Award. Uh, we won the President's Award for Team of the Year. It was a fantastic run for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And I do not make any apologies for being tough on the Firebirds and how they ended their season, or the Kraken for that matter. That being said, although that was my immediate reaction, and I still obviously hold that reaction, I'm holding fast and staying true to that reaction, it was a magical season. There were a lot of things clicking. Ty Cartier, for example, just what a story. We've talked about him before, not really on anyone's radar. We've had JD or Jason Hernandez on the show with some squad cast. I guess not technically a squad cast because he's our AHLPA voice. So it was a straight up show. And he talked about Cartier and how much growth he had seen. Joey Decord, we talked a lot about that and maybe him having a chip on his shoulder, given how things went down with the Charlotte Checkers. Jason had a lot of really interesting insight regarding Joey Decord maybe feeling that he left some goals um, or left some saves out on the table when it came to the Charlotte Checkers and their run. They were just short of getting to the AHL final in the, the Calder Cup. Playoffs. So, you know, I think we have to appreciate everything that happened. And I'm glad to see that the AHL also appreciated it. And um, there is a bunch of other awards uh, that were named. You know, we've had some AHL award winners on the show back when we were co-parenting with the Florida Panthers. So um, very cool. Um, you know, Dustin Wolf uh, wins uh, for player excellence. There were, So those were the two president's awards for team of the year that goes to us and Dustin Wolf of the Calgary Wranglers for player excellence. Um, so look at that. We're getting noticed. I love that for us. And it's well-deserved. I don't want anyone to think that it's not. And part of the reason that it's well-deserved is because, listen, we've got a pretty elite level um, of talent and thought minds, you know, uh, hockey minds when it comes to who we have with our not only AHL team, but our NHL team as well. And that extends to the one and only 
Jessica Campbell. Now, Jessica Campbell has been on the show before, but the amazing Ryan Soto Clark about a week or two ago now really, or it was, it was last week uh, because I knew I wanted to have it for our Firebirds Friday episode, but uh, Ryan S. Clark, who used to be the beat writer for the athletic uh, for the Seattle Kraken uh, is now a national writer, national NHL writer or hockey writer for ESPN. One of his articles what made Jessica Campbell's first year as an AHL coach such a success? And I really do love how Ryan writes. So I'm going to read just the beginning for you, but I highly recommend that you read this because Ryan's great. Jessica is great. Such a, a sharp hockey mind. And I do think that's reflected in, in here. But um, here, here's the opener. Bringing up Jessica Campbell's name to anyone who has worked with or watched her work with the Coachella Valley Firebirds over the last year will illustrate why she gained a massive amount of trust in such a short time. And let me tell you, I haven't spoken to Jessica since training camp. Since her first training camp, she was in Seattle. But when I tell you, even before she was a day or two into camp and I knew that things were going to be magical. And I love that Ryan speaking to other people again in this article, Dan Bilesma, Disco Dan, of course, is um, interviewed. Uh, Troy Bodie interviewed. I mean, again, Jason Hernandez has talked about Jessica Campbell and the entire coaching staff for the Coachella Valley Firebirds because he gets to see them up close and personal. But I think it's just really great uh, that all of her hard work paid off. Um, you know, they talk about Ty Cartier here. Um, and I love this quote from Dan Bilesma. Uh, talking about her relationship with players and, and, you know, meeting success as a team. And it was, okay, before I read the quote, it's something that Jessica said, and I also asked Dan Bilesma this when he was first officially hired to take the helm in the AHL, but I asked both of them about how the, what is their role, knowing that their roster is a revolving door of sorts, and that for some of the guys, the goal isn't, AHL championship necessarily, or at least that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to find a house, uh, a home, excuse me, and to find a roster spot with the Seattle Kraken. That does make your job a little bit different compared to, you know, Dave Haxtell. I, I really loved their responses. We might have to circle back to that in the offseason, but definitely want to talk to Dan again and want to have Jessica on the show again. Anyway, I think players can sense the motive, sense the passion, and sense the reasoning why you are a coach who is trying to get them, trying to get to them, and why you talk to them, Bilesma said. When they see you are in it for them, and have their best interest in mind. They are ready to listen. It may not be a loud voice, a rah-rah voice. It may not be a coach's voice. We hope some of it comes from our players as well. But when a player understands that and senses that, they are all in. And our guys were all 
in. You see what I'm saying? Like I felt that from both of them. Talked to them both via Zoom when they were announced as the coaching staff and then individually as well. There's some exciting stuff happening with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Exciting. So anyway, read that article by the amazing Ryan Soto Clark. And we are definitely going to come back to the philosophy because you know I love her. Love. I get so excited by like leadership philosophy, the approach to leadership development, because that makes sense uh, when it comes or that that makes a difference, excuse me. And when it comes to the dog days, you have to lean on that. And I don't doubt that we had that in spades, but you also have to have a little bit of fight as well. That you can't teach that. You can't artificially burn a furnace. You know, you have to have that fire within. We just need a little more sandpaper, baby. We need a little more sandpaper. <clears throat> and then we've got good people around us. College season, you know, is upon us. Football, everyone's getting it. They've had the media days. Everything's happening. But in case you haven't been following, there's a big conversation regarding if the Pac-12 first of all, needs to change its name. But are they even going to be able to continue on? We'll talk about that coming up on Locked on Kraken. All right, quickly, I just saw this come across my feed, and I thought it might be something that definitely people in the Pacific Northwest are talking about. But this comes from um, a group called Right for California, W-R-I-T. So right, like play on words, right for California. And um, this is some news that has been making national news, bumped the Winbergs right out of the news cycle. <laughs> Oregon and Washington to accept Big Ten invites as the Pac-12 disintegrates. And so now you have a situation where there was a meeting to ratify a new Pac-12 grant of rights that failed. So Oregon and Washington are moving on to the Big Ten. And in this article, it says, quote, essentially ending any hopes of the Conference of Champions surviving as a Power Five conference. Yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling because it happened to the Big East and we have not been the same. So I don't know that I'm going to help this situation. I just want to let you know, I feel for you. It stinks if you, you know, care about this. But I think it's interesting because I, I'm, you know, the, the Big East is still reeling. They did get UConn back into the conference. So, you know, that's, uh, that's interesting. Anyway, the Ducks, as in the Oregon Ducks, and the Huskies, the Washington Huskies, will accept a reduced share for the next few years, as in the buy-in or whatever, like, uh, like the, all kinds of sponsorship and really broadcast rights and stuff like that. Um, and so the article goes on to say this is likely the first of many steps that will see the Pac-12 reduced to nothingness. Ooh. By the end of August. And, you know, I read this earlier and I was thinking Big East, but when I read that again just now, because we're, you know, this is a hockey podcast, I just got gutted because it's reminding me of what's happening in women's hockey. And I haven't like fully processed my feelings about that. So oof, that's intense. Um, 
Okay, so here we go, though. That means, though, that California... Okay, sorry, sorry I skipped a little. So um, the Ducks, the Huskies are going to uh, Big Ten, who might also have to change their name. Not to mention, what are these flights going to look like? Ugh, I digress. Anyway, uh, so... Arizona expected to accept the Big 12, or I said Big 10. Big 10 Rutgers is in the Big... Are they back? I don't... I get confused. Big 12, excuse me. Used to be the... I don't know. I get everything confused because it keeps changing. So anyway, Arizona expected to accept an offer, a Big 12 offer. Arizona State and Utah are are expected to come along as well. That means California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State are the only programs with no obvious homes. Um, Cal and Stanford rumored to the Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten might have targets in ACC as well. There's just so much going on. And these conferences, I felt like they used to mean something. They used to be regional. You'd have regional rivalries. But this is just taking it so far beyond. And again, literally, what are these flights going to look like? Ugh. 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 Um, but that's our show. The good news is Firebirds, our culture is mwah, so good. That also means that we have laid a strong foundation as a Kraken organization. And we're we're gonna we're gonna host the winter classic. Either way, we get to host the winter classic, whether it's that leaked logo that we talked about earlier or not. All eyes on Seattle. All eyes on Seattle. Now it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be tough because we're playing the reigning Stanley Cup champs. We got to go get this dub. I don't like losing to Vegas. I don't like it. That's our show. Have a great weekend. Remember what I said yesterday? Let's make sure we are really looking out for each other. Okay. So be kind to others, respect other people's boundaries, and also set those for yourself. Hold fast, stay true because hockey season is one month closer. I can't wait. I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace.